KTSA and FM 1071. Well, I hate to say it, but I will. He's, what? A, he's a young white male. He's not a tall, black, female, gay basketball player, so he's going <laughs> to live a very long and torturous life in Russia. I'm James sure that I were just having that conversation. What's off that? The air. What's we were that? just having that conversation well, off the air. That you know, it's like, he's too white and too straight. That's man. exactly right. He's not. He's not <laughs> a tall black female uh, gay basketball player. He's not Kareem right. Jean Pierre's future girlfriend, boyfriend, husband. So uh, no, he's he's he'll be over. He'll be in Russia for. We're talking about the Wall Street Journal uh, reporter who was arrested. Uh, Don just teased. It. Don is such a tease. He does that twice an hour. You know, he just teases. Tease. You big Don, tease. You, tease. You, you big tease. You BT big tease. tease over there. So yeah, playing with my emotions. He's uh, he's he's been taken over there and he's, on the suspicion of spying, so on and so forth. Well, guess what? There, there is still a white middle-aged male who is languishing there in Russia. They went and got Brittany Griner out, but they they're not going to lift a finger to help a white male. You forget about it. That won't that won't play well back in America and the United States, man. Come on. Well, us white people suck. Yep. We're so freaking guilty, man. We're all just inherently racists. We deserved a rotten Russian jails, man, because of our our hatred and our racism and our phobias and and all that. Superatorite. So, but you know, I mean, the, the, this this is where we are. Just a handful of decades after the assassination of Martin Luther King, race stuff like race and gender determine everything. Sure. Man. Oh yeah. Everything. Well, it's like the social justice director we're going to get here. It, it, it'll be a Kareem Jean-Pierre clone. I promise you. And I think it's going to be Pharaoh. Well, it could be. <laughs> I think they'll just put Pharaoh in there. So, uh Joe Biden here, uh he's now reduced his his dementia's gotten so bad that he is now reduced to doing just the ceremonial stuff. He's not doing any of the right. serious stuff. So, he's going to the ceremonial events. And uh, here he was yesterday at one of those ceremonial events. Hello, everyone. <clears throat> Let me start by apologizing for the slight cold I have. That's the only thing that's happening to me these days. Uh, Sean, let me point out that if he says that's the only thing that's happening to him these days, there's a lot happening to him these days. It's directly the opposite of what he says. Yeah, that, that his mumbling weirdness in front of the camera is probably just the tip of the iceberg, as you would say. You know, he, he's he's in decline. I think it's. I think we're. If you're still not accepting that, you're a Democrat, and you're just that. That's who you are, and, and then the truth doesn't matter. But baby, the rest of us are seeing the decline, and so are so are uh, so is China, so is Russia, so is. Iran, so is everybody else, man. Well, they're all seeing it. What we're seeing. Let's get into that because I did it. I did that on the five to seven this morning, and and so he went on to another ceremonial event in the White House with the Greek Orthodox Archbishop and the Greek Orthodox Church, and it began this way. <laughs> Mr. President. So it started with a loud <laughs> cough and sneeze, and the, and, the, and the Archbishop saying, Mr. President. But, Mr. Sean, President. as we all know, he is the panderer-in-chief. He's a liar, okay? And so what he, you know, he said he went to get Nelson Mandela out of prison, and he was arrested, and that never happened. He said he drove 18-wheelers when he was appearing in front of the 18-wheeler drivers. He said he rode Amtrak the most when he was appearing before the Amtrak workers. He said he was raised by Puerto Ricans in the Puerto Rican community. Uh. He he also said that he's a great student of Persian culture. He had Persian, Persian culture. Yeah. He had them there at the White House, and he said that. <laughs> 
He also said, the, by the way, that, oh, yeah, but I was raised in the Polish uh, tradition uh, as well. Yeah. So That was in between the Persian stuff. He's, and the, you know, the, you're right. <laughs> the Puerto exactly. Rican stuff. He's quite the <laughs> mutt. But here he was speaking to the Greek Orthodox Church yesterday, and he said this. Because of the overwhelming support from the Greek-American community. They're a big part of the reason my Greek-American constituents in Delaware uh, oh. sometimes refer to me as, as the man sitting behind you, Father, who helped me my very first campaign directly oh. behind you, was oh. I, the nickname I got early on when I won by 3,200 votes in de- for the Senate seat when I was 29 years old. Is because I started calling me Joe Bidenopolis. No, no, stop, stop, man, just stop right there. Joe Bidenopolis, stop it. So, uh, Joe Bidenopolis is a Greek Persian who loves to uh, hang out with his Polish family while he's over here uh, in uh, in Puerto Rico. <laughs> this dude's got more ethnicities than Geraldo Rivera. You know, he can't keep up with them all. You know what I mean? God, he's just a me- walking melting. Uh, is he not? While he's flying airplanes, <laughs> riding Amtrak, Amtrak, and driving 18-wheelers to get Nelson Mandela out of jail. <laughs> well, it, it, his multiculturalism is kind of odd, considering he, considering he hates black people. <laughs> oh, God. How does that make you feel? You know, oh. I mean, the guy, look, he lies as a matter of course. And you know what? Dementia isn't a get-out-of-being-an-a-hole-free card, okay? There's, there's enough of Joe left inside there. That is just a complete jerk oh, and no. a complete a hole and yeah. a complete dumbass, oh. and he's always been that. That's what that's what I was going to say. Is this has always been him? So this is not like the dementia is causing him to do this. No, 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 no. Joe had to leave in 1988. He had to leave the presidential uh, campaign because he was caught plagiarizing other writers and other speakers, and he admitted to it. Yes, I'm stealing right. word for word. Not even just lifting a little bit of an idea for a speech. No, word for word, lifting those speeches and those writings that he was posting in newspapers, and he had to leave. This is just who he is. But Xi knows that, and Putin knows that, and the mullahs in Iran know that, and now Saudi Arabia, and they've all allied themselves. They're now allies to the point where yesterday Air Force Secretary Frank Kendall said, I've never seen anything like this in my more than 50 years uh, being in the military. He graduated from West Point in 1971. This is the most disturbing thing I've ever seen, is China's buildup of nuclear warheads. They had a deterrence force Mm. for decades, nuclear deterrence force, which everybody knows is, just leave us alone, just we're going to sit here, we're, we're peaceful, just leave us alone. But now they have moved into the attack offensive range now with the number of nukes that they have. They're growing more and more of them every day like ants spitting out babies. They're building nuclear weapons over there to the point where the head of our Air Force says, I've never, ever seen anything as disturbing as this. And so they're doing it right now because Bidenopolis Jose Juan... Jose Jose Bidenopolis. Walensky. (laughs) Walensky. I think he's a little Jewish, too. I think he's got some Jewishness in him, too. If he's talking to some Jews. uh, Bidenopolis Stein, you know, whatever. Oh, God. He, I can't, sometimes, dude, I, I know people had this phenomenon happen when they, when Trump was president, you know, and he'd wake up and go, oh, my God, Trump's president. I have the Joe Biden revelation about once every 15 minutes where I'm like, oh, holy crap, Joe Biden really is the president. Yeah. This guy. You know, I mean, it's oh, it's just, 
he is he 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 will go down in history. I think, and I don't think I'm being hyperbolic. I think he will go down in history as the most destructive president. Oh, it's already this done. Country has ever had. No, that's already done. Ever. That's a done deal. And, yeah. and and it really is the the fascists around him. And we're we're going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later on this morning. The fascists that are around him, him and the fascists that are around him, and what they're doing. And it's almost as if though, Sean, and I just, it's going to sound weird. I hope they run him again. Because he will be so soundly defeated, it won't even be funny. He's going to get his yeah. butt kicked so hard in the next election, it won't even be funny. And whoever the Republican is, is going to breeze into the White House up against him. Well, I, I think they think, and, and uh, I, I'm hearing more and more of this idea, that they want Trump to run because they're so assured they can beat him. Mm-hmm. But I think they're. Tra- I think they were wrong in 2016, and mm-hmm. I think they're wrong about that now. I mm-hmm. think they really grotesquely underestimate that man. They don't. They don't understand his base at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, by all means, run Joe Biden, and by all means, run Donald Trump, and let's see what happens. All right, a quick break. More Warren Rima coming up. KTSA. Upgrade your home comfort with a Carrier Air Conditioner. Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. We're at Rima KTSA. There's going to be a Prop A awareness rally tonight at 5 o'clock from 5 to 7.30. From 5 to 7.30. Uh, right there on the sidewalk in front of the GOP headquarters. 15038 Nacogdoches Road. 15038 Nacogdoches Road. Beginning at 5 o'clock tonight, you'll be able to get your signs, your stickers, your literature all about Prop A. Prop A Awareness Rally tonight at 5 o'clock. goes from 5 to 7.30, Nacogdoches Road. What's going on? Well, the miracle of, of DVRs is that uh, you can go to that meeting, what, at 5 o'clock and, uh, and learn more about how disastrous Prop A will be for the city. And then when you get home, you can watch the opening season game with the Astros <laughs> on your DVR. Because it's opening, it's it, baby. The ba- baseball season kicks off today. I've got my Astros hat on, and I I, I want to tie it to a story, Trey, which is kind of interesting. That um, have you noticed that in Democrat-run cities, uh, where they have a a pretty bad homeless problem, that they love the homeless, they want to give them little cottages, you know, and probably Teslas, I don't know. They want to give them all kinds of free stuff. But they, they say they love the, the homeless. These cities spend millions and millions of dollars on the homeless every year. when Nobody knows where the money goes, but they spend it. But when it's opening season and uh, the homeless are camped near Coors Field, you you got to shuffle those people off and out of sight, which is what they're doing in Denver. And some homeless advocates are, are a little upset about, uh, upset about this uh, because, uh, I don't know, Coors Field is right on the edge of uh, Denver. It's a huge revenue source for the city. And uh, apparently the optics of all those pesky homeless people is, uh, is, is unpleasant, and they're worried about people not wanting to invest in Denver or see baseball games in Denver. Yeah, but isn't that kind of the hypocrisy of the left that we see all the time? Yeah, oh, definitely. And, and they all, they're always yelling about how the churches during the week sit empty and that the churches right. ought to open their doors during the week. Well, I've always thrown that right back on any of these liberal companies, and I don't know if the Colorado Rockies happen to be run by liberals or not, but they have a lot of suites, and I mean they're gorgeous areas. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I've been in those suites. Yes, yeah, put me some too. homeless people in there. They yes. love it, man. Wouldn't that be great? That would be a great place for them to be able to get out of the way 
weather. It's cold right. in Colorado. So they can get out of the weather. They can have a great meal provided by the Colorado Rockies. They got can great have great hot dogs there yes, at Coors sir. Field. Man. Yes, they, they really do. do. You got that right. And the same thing in Arlington and over in Houston uh-huh. and Energy Stadium and all these places. They got places to house these folks. And those places are empty. I mean, they're going to get a little bit busier right now, but during the off season, they're empty. Now the football stadiums are empty. And I don't know Jerry's politics, but, you know, he's got a big old place up there with a lot of room. They, you know, he could put, if you could put 100,000 fans in there for a Cowboy game, you put 100,000 homeless inside there. There you go. Well, yeah, but that's yeah. not going to happen. We we need the homeless people out of sight when the money makers come to town. So, you know, we, we see this all the time. Uh, it's nothing new, but it is kind of fascinating. What, Denver also is another one of those towns that you can look at, in my opinion, and kind of see the future of San Antonio, things like Prop A go through. Uh, and I'm a, I am I am a uh, an advocate of legalized marijuana, but I can tell you that once marijuana went legal in Denver and then it went statewide, downtown Denver went to crap. Uh, you suddenly had a major homeless problem. You suddenly had a lot of, uh, of folks doing needle drugs downtown and uh, the garbage was everywhere. And uh, uh, I think they're another one of those towns uh, that is doing this defund the police stuff or they're, you know, antagonistic towards local law enforcement. So the crime is off the charts in Denver. But, you know, hey, <laughs> it'll work here, right? <laughs> well, did you hear uh, Dennis Ferris at 6.08 this morning? I guy, did. You did? I you? did. Yeah. 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 He is, uh, and for anybody who didn't hear him, he was on at 6.08 because I'm dedicating that uh, segment to Prop A. And he is from the retired Austin Police Officers Association. He's the president. Spent 30 years in law enforcement, primarily in Austin. And he said, you don't want to do this, guys. We're doing it in yeah. Austin right now, and it's destructive to our entire city. Police officers are leaving and going around to these little towns, you know, and they're signing in there and, and working in those places, which is exactly what law enforcement here has, have been telling me. They've already put their applications right. in in shirts and Garden Ridge sure. and Floresville and Poteen, places like that, because they're going to bail. And now you can't get a cop in Austin to respond to anything that's going on. They have no traffic control up there, so you can sp- speed on I-35, baby. Do it, go as fast as you want, because they have no traffic uh, control, that is, nobody to come out and bust you. And they've got nobody to respond to property crimes up there. And they did exactly up there what they, what Ron Nuremberg's trying to do in San Antonio right. with Prop A. Well, yeah, and and uh, and he said this a couple of times, I think, if I remember. You know, you want to see your future, just look to what's going on in Austin. And uh, and again, uh, it, it, the people who are the architects of Prop A, I think, in my opinion, in most people's opinion, they really don't give a crap about what happens in San Antonio. Of course Antonio. not. I, I think a lot of leadership in San Antonio, being you know Democrat, they a lot of them probably secretly harbor that that hatred of Texas just in general, even though they live here and they're the people who are supposed to be solving problems for us in this town. So they they love this idea. They know exactly what's going to happen to this town. Absolutely. But it doesn't matter because down the road they can pull up their political resume and say, look what I did for San Antonio. The reason Nirenberg is up to it in his eyeballs, first of all, he made a promise to Black Lives Matter. He raised his fist and he promised he would get rid of cops. Now, the business community said, no, you can't get rid of cops in San Antonio. You can't defund them. Well, but I can discourage them enough where they leave. And that's exactly what this is. And what does he get out of it? He gets political prostitutes 
suits as streetwalkers to knock on doors, going door to door saying, vote for Ron Nirenberg. He did it last time with Tops. He's doing it with Act for SA now. He's just a low-life lying politician at this point. That's all he is. And that's what you're going to get. But it, it, the city is going. And Sean, years ago, I started to call it San Frantonio. And I didn't just say, you know, this is a fun thing to say. They are doing exactly what happened in San Francisco. And if you don't believe what San Francisco and San Antonio are going to be like, buy yourself an airplane ticket and go look. I did it. It's a mess. Well, yeah, you know, you don't have to go far to see the future. You know, it's uh, just pretty much any city that is run by Democrat policies, current, based out of the current agenda, those cities are going down the toilet with crime and violence. And, uh, yeah, they want it here. And, and uh, you know, you look at a guy like Nuremberg, and uh, you're right. He, 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 tell me one thing his administration has done, his time in office, <laughs> that has been good for San Antonio. I said that name, this morning. It's like Biden. Name, did you really? <laughs> yes. See, I said, yeah, we're sympathetic. We are. There's not I, one I mean, thing he has done since he got yeah. in office to improve this city. Not one. Tell me what he's done that has improved life for people in this city. You cannot list one. Th- it's like Biden. You can't <laughs> right. list one damn thing. That's funny because I wasn't listening. We, no, are, we really no, are right. telepathic. Absolutely. It's weird. Absolutely. <laughs> Brother from another mother. Well, I got to tell you that's about right. Deets Tractor Company in Seguin. Everything you need this spring for your farm or ranch is right there, including including lawnmowers, the largest selection of the best lawnmowers anywhere. So if you're looking for a mower, you don't have to go to the big box stores. Go to Deets Tractor Company right there on i-10 and seguin because it means value and dale and mark and all the guys over there at deets tractor company they want to serve you they want to be your tractor company whether it is a lawnmower or whether it is one of their big ls tractors well i love those ls tractors and we when we had to farm and ranch uh, back in the day uh, i depended on deets tractor company to get the parts and pieces that i needed to do the repair in the field and they were always fair priced and good guys to work with at all times so whether spring planning or landscaping or cleaning up and you need a tractor of any size whether it's an LS tractor or whether it's a lawnmower, our friends at Deets Tractor Company have it for you. You can check them out online or see them in person, person Deets Tractor in Seguin. This is Giovanni with Kitchen Designs by Giovanni. 37, we're wearing Rima. Trey wears on Rima, KTSA. Just a real quick reminder today at 5 p.m. from 5 to 7.30, there's going to be a Prop A awareness rally at 15038 Nacogdoches Road. There'll be literature, there'll be flags, there'll be signs and everything else for you to uh, get a hold of so that you can fight against Prop A in San Antonio beginning at 5 o'clock today, 5 to 730-15038 Nacogdoches Road. So I got a little something here, Sean, that uh, dovetails Proposition A with a little pop culture thing. You ready for that? Sure. So yeah. we, we talk about Prop A and how Prop A, if it passes, is going to be something that's going to just destroy our community. It's going to be horrible for the business community. It's going to be horrible for families. And anywhere that they do this across America, Portland and all these other cities, uh, Hollywood, uh, people leave in droves because the uh, the value of life and the value of property goes straight down here. Mark Wahlberg, Marky Mark and the Fun Bunch, he's a great conservative, a Catholic who is very dedicated to his faith, wakes up uh, every morning at 4 a.m. to pray before working out has just loaded up his family, and they've gone to, from Hollywood to Las Vegas. <laughs> and the reason for that is is to raise his kids in a more conservative and nicer place. And you say, wait a minute, not Las, Las Vegas. Vegas, come on. <laughs> but the fact of the matter, and I learned this years ago. We had a program director here 
And when he left, he went to Las Vegas, and he tried to hire me away from here to have me work with Casey Kasem's daughter, who he had just hired. He wanted to put together a morning show like this out there. And about 15 or 20 minutes away from the Strip, it's an entire different world. It's completely wow. different. And there's the suburbs, and it's nice, and it's clean, and it's all that kind of stuff uh, living out there. So Marky Mark has moved out there away from all of that to be in a place where he can raise his family in a more conservative, nicer, friendlier environment without, Sean, all this Prop A crap and all the rampant crime and everything else. Well, I mean, I yeah, I don't I don't know how anybody who would be a person of faith who wants to raise their kids with some sanity and spirituality would want to be in L.A. Would want to be anywhere near the 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 film industry, you know. So I the, he's not the only one. I think there are other a few others that have done the same thing that that, that don't live in in Los Angeles anymore, Hollywood, and and uh, I respect that, especially a guy like Mark Wahlberg. He's he's you know, this guy's an A-lister. He has been for, you know, several decades at this point. Uh, and he's uh, he's making a choice for his family, and I, I respect that. You know, I, I, I think you're going to see even more of that because how do you live in a community where it's one thing to work and, and to be on a set, film set for a number of weeks or months or what have you, but how do you, you live in, in a community that openly despises everything you stand for that's and it you believe that's how do you it. do that that's it right there you know what i mean yeah uh, you know i couldn't Absolutely. do it i've lived in some places that were very liberal you know and it and i'm not i'm not anywhere close to being marky or you know mark Wahlberg. i mean uh look he wants to make faith-based movies the the father stew movie did very well last year a lot of these faith-based movies as we're seeing with jesus revolution are doing very 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 well right uh despite you know all the uh, all the negativity from 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 the film community. So, you know, he goes to Las Vegas. He can make what he's got the cloud. He can make he's got the money. I imagine to make whatever kind of movies he wants to make. He can be his own executive producer, and uh, and just be away from it. You know, I I wouldn't want my kids there. I look, I I'm I'm thankful every day I didn't end up living in L.A. I right. hated it. And here's the point: is that that they're bringing that to San Antonio. So we can talk yeah. and, and somebody somebody like a Mark Wahlberg, you're right. He's an, been an A-lister forever. I still call him Marky Mark because I used to play his records. <laughs> I used to play his still music. Still see him in his underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. That's right. <laughs> right but right. but um you know, somebody like him, he has the means, right? He can afford to uproot his family, choose anywhere. This is where I want to think is didn't he sell his mansion for like 26 mil out there? Whatever it was, it was Probably, a big, yeah. huge amount of money. So he can go wherever he wants to go. That is the point, right? He can take off, and he's got choices. Well, so many of us who live in San Antonio, we don't have those kind of choices. How many of us can uproot and take off? So when they destroy San Antonio, and they are working on destroying it with Prop A, when they do that, where are we going to go? And so that's that. You know, how are we going to escape San Antonio? And who wants to live not only in a place like you said so correctly that is totally opposite of your beliefs and who you are and your morals and everything, but who wants to live in a place where they're soft on crime? And every time you turn around, it's like the story that Don's doing this morning. These these kids that were taken into a bathroom somewhere, and they were ripped off, and the guy yeah. comes out with their bags and goes and gets in the car and leaves. Well, when Prop A passes, 
I guarantee you that guy didn't get $750 worth of stuff, so that's going to be just fine. I can do that yeah. all day long, and there won't be anybody to follow up with me. That's the problem with, with Prop A and why this is so important that people have got to get out in front of this now and stop it, because once they do it, you never go back. Well, and, and, and San Antonio isn't it, – it, there's a dynamic about San Antonio that's very different also in that – San Antonio is not like a lot of other cities where you're like, oh, I can't wait to get out of here. Oh, someday I'm going to move. Oh, someday I'm going to get out of Denver. Someday I'm going to get out of New York. Someday I'm going to get out of out of D.C. Okay, people genuinely love this town, and they don't want to leave. I I I got nowhere else to go. I'm I'm not I'm done moving. I'm you know whatever happened whatever San Antonio becomes is what I'm going to live in because I, I I'm not I have no desire to go anywhere. My wife you know is not grew up here born, like you born and raised she's not going to go anywhere so we have to endure whatever the politicians mere politicians uh inflict upon this city and so people need to get out and be involved if you don't want your city going down the toilet like all these other cities have gone down the toilet then you got to be politically active you know you just sort of have to be and because uh, uh, it's it's certainly a fork in the road, I think at this point. No, you're you know? right. No, you're 100 percent right. You, uh, this is not one you can choose to sit out. Right. You have yeah, to absolutely. Do it. And business right. owners, you have to be on the forefront of this as well. And 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 fortunately, there are a number of business owners who are working to to stop this. They've got a another organization that they have formed called Safe, and I'll be talking more about that as time rolls on. Tell you about Stevens Roofing and what they can do for you and your family. We're in the storm season now, and everybody knows that who's been here for 10 minutes. You know that the weather changes every five minutes, and so that's tough on your roof, whether it's the hot sun of the summer beating down in your roof and drying everything up, or it's our cold winter snaps that last about 10 minutes, right? but it gets, gets cold enough to mess with some of the seals around some of the vent pipes and stuff like that. Or it could be the hail, and when we get the hail that comes through here, we don't do, we don't do a little pizza stuff not around here now we go full-on baseball sometimes bowling ball size <laughs> no i'm kidding about that but you know what i mean we get tough stuff that comes through here and stevens roofing has seen it all and they've repaired every type of damage that's happened to a roof and or replaced roofs because they're san antonio people they've been here for decades they're dedicated to san antonio they want to take care of san antonio families at stevens roofing free roof inspection just for giving them a call at 210-785-0994 breaking news back in 1970 when he and his wife took a trip to the ballpark a little bit differently so by the time that he hit the bullpen, half the world had melted away. That's about the time Coach Murtaugh came and said, Doc, you're pitching today. <laughs> Taking wow. the mound, well, the ground turned that's down a, to the That's quite an infamous story uh, from 1970, whatever, who knows. And uh, he did make it back from the trip, however. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about. I'm not a. I mean, a huge. You know, I, that story I didn't know about. But yeah. apparently, he was tripping. On, he and his wife were tripping on LSD, yes, which they was were. not uncommon in 1970. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And thought it was his day off, and he gets called <laughs> into pitch, and he throws a no hitter. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, and, and, and that story was in a paper last week, and Jimmy found the song to play it for us, and uh, the, the, you know, that, which is nothing different than the, the way most of the Raiders played back in the 70s. <laughs> 
Wow. <laughs> yeah. Better living through chemistry. I guess anyway. so. Anyway. <laughs> what, what day is it, Mr. Rima? Well, it is opening day, and I'm very happy about that. Uh, uh, I, you know, for a, I think for a lot of folks, uh, and I'll get to, to the days, you know, this baseball season feels to me like the first season in a few where, you know what, we could just kick back and watch baseball. I know my own personal life. This will be the first season in a few years, you know, where it's I'm just going to watch the hell out of baseball. Good. I just enjoy Good. it, you know what I mean? Good and not you. worry about pandemics and Good for you. all the other crap. So okay. it's also uh, International Pencil Day. <laughs> Pencils. I can't, can hey, you remember the last? I can't remember the last time I required a pencil for anything. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Who does number two work for? Who does number two work yeah, for? That's a number two pencil, right? What? It's I pen- don't have any pencils. <laughs> you said it's, it's pencil day, right? Right. It's okay. pencil day. We're <laughs> supposed to celebrate pencils. Don't worry. It's the LSD kicking in. I'm I'm gone. Forget about do it. Do you remember pencil fighting? Did you ever do that? Did no. Did you guys do that out here? Pencil no, fighting? No, because I, I, I did in, in the palm of my hand a couple of times. Because I'm yeah. a bull in a tiny shop, tiny shop, I did end up with lead in my in the palm a couple of times. You know, where you break <laughs> off in there. Oh my yeah. god, I hated that. But I still have pencils, and I still have a pencil sharpener. Because every once in a while, every once in a while, I'll have to do something with a pencil. I never have to use a pencil. I used yeah. to use them for drawing, but I don't even do that yeah. anymore. It's um, what else do we have here? It's International Folding Laundry Day. <laughs> Do you ever get into a laundry vortex? Do you know what I mean by a laundry vortex? No, what is that? A laund- My wife and I end up in laundry vortexes. Uh-huh. This is where you are doing laundry, and you always have clean clothes, but you're always several loads ahead of putting the damn stuff away. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we, we have uh, all of our clothes are clean, right. but we got into a laundry vortex, so... They're all in bags. We, we just haven't put anything away. In just got a bagged of weeks. up laundries all over the house. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's National Doctors' Day. I love doctors. Uh-huh. Doctors are great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. It's National I Am In Control Day. <sighs> I don't know that I've ever spent a day of my life yeah. in control. Stay out of control all the time. Um, it's also finally Trey Turkey Neck Soup Day. Never had it. I've heard I've heard people have had it that I've known. They've loved it, but I've never had it. No, I can honestly say yeah. that I also have never had turkey neck soup in my life. Yeah. Uh, it's not my favorite part of the turkey. To be no. honest with you, I, I don't want to eat something that that other animals use to swallow. Mm, you know, I, I, right. just, I, I something about that bothers me. Or or that's anywhere near that hangy thing. I don't want to that hangy thing <laughs> off the chin. I don't want to. Which we all know what it looks like. That's exactly right. But we're right. not going to say it. I don't want to get anywhere near the hangy thing. <laughs> Leave the hangy thing alone. Leave the hangy thing away from me, you gross turkey. Exactly right. You know, I just want to see your breasts on Thanksgiving Day. Thank That's you. About it. Your Thank legs and you. breasts, little dangly thing you can keep to yourself. So, so those are our That's days today. So. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's it. We got six minutes to go. Um, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well, I mean, look, it is opening sea. Oh, look, see the, the Fox News is in Houston. Oh yeah, they're ready to go. I, I'm wearing my championship hat right now. I took mm-hmm. a selfie for the uh, for the face puke page. Yeah. And uh, I just, man, I, I I love the Astros. I, I love the mm. Texans. I I love the missions. Right. I love the missions when they're called the flying chanclas. Mm-hmm. I just, there's just something uh, about baseball. Did that, you ever play? Uh, 
Did you ever play? No, I suck at it. No, I, 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 I think that's why I have so much respect for it. Uh-huh. Is that in gym class, I was Les Nesman. Okay, mm-hmm. I was the guy they shoved out in the outfield who would stand out there going, mm-hmm. please, God, don't let it come to me. Mm-hmm. I, I was horrible at baseball. Right. And I think that's why I respect it so much because I just couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so people who can do it and do it well are, are just beautiful people to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Does it make sense? Oh, absolutely. So you, you love football, but you played football. And I played baseball for a couple of years. And, uh, right. I, I, you know, I dabbled in just about everything. I swam, ran right. track, uh, you know, played basketball. When you got when, in Texas, you see, the way football is in Texas, it's a real business. And so when you get right. into high school football, you have to choose one sport, and that's what you focus on 365. That's it. Right. Yeah. Right. And for you, the, you love it's you love playing football. Oh my and, God. And yes. So when you watch football, you're watching it from the perspective of somebody who knows the game very well and has played it and played it well. Whereas I watch baseball and I'm fascinated because in my mind I'm going, I could never do that. <laughs> well, and that was really cool that you did that. <laughs> don't sell yourself short. Don't sell yourself short because with enough practice, it's muscle memory. No, Trey. It's like, it's, <laughs> I sucked. I was afraid of the ball. Okay, I'm the first. My one of my first dates with my wife was to a missions game. Yeah. Okay, and yeah. we're sitting three rows in by uh, near the bullpen for the missions, mm-hmm. or I think it was actually no, it was the other team. And at one point, a ball came. My wife did play softball. My mm-hmm. wife was very good at playing baseball. Mm-hmm. And at one point, talk about embarrassing on an early date. The ball, they hit the ball. It was coming towards our section. And I flinched. Hey, no. And my hey, wife saw no, it. Wait, man, no, there's she no, saw there's me no flinch straight. No, no, stop. Stop it. There is I no didn't want to get hit by the ball. There is no reason to feel that way. I, you know what? I left a missions game for that reason. I, I sit in the same place. I was in the same place. That must have been media tickets you had because I sat in the same place right behind the, the visiting team's uh, dugout, and they hit a ball, and it was headed right toward me. And I said, that's it. Right. I'm out. And I, I did. I went to – I told Nancy. Uh, I had Nancy and the kids there. And I said, we're going to – I'm not going to get pinged in the head. Those guys that stand at the plate now and get hit in the head with a 95-mile-an-hour ball that's insanity man i don't even know how they see the ball much less get back up after they get hit in the head with it it's insane a baseball is a hard little thing yeah, man. that traveling at a high velocity if it yeah. hits you in the face it mm. will hurt well <laughs> and, and not to not to bring down the party but i had a friend who was a coach who died from it who got oh, hit, no. first he was first base coach man and he, yeah everybody wow. everybody knows his name and everybody knows the story but he got hit in the head and died uh, a day or two later from it, because it's, it, man, yeah, it's, it is a weapon when it's flying at you that fast, no doubt. Well, try telling that to my wife. Yeah. You know, I mean, because she just remembers the flinch. That's She'll right. always remember the flinch. Well. <laughs> and the grin. Back in a minute, where at Rhyme KTSA. Do you know what I'm a sucker for? Yes. Yeah. Where in Rima, 7 till 9. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Who? Who did he just say is on the radio? You and me. Oh. I guess we still got to work. Oh, yeah. yeah. For a little while, anyway. <laughs> hey, listen, real quick, serious, serious stuff. Uh, we're yeah. waiting the update on the Black Hawk helicopter crash. Uh, it, it looks like it was two of them involved. We don't know much yet. Uh, we do know that there were several casualties, and they are now, with uh, daylight there, they are starting to get to the scene. This was in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, which is just about 60 miles north of Nashville. It's right on the state line between Kentucky and Tennessee. 
And uh, usually those things carry, it's the 101st with their strike division, and usually they carry a bunch of guys on, well, I say a bunch, they can carry several guys on there, and we don't know how many were actually on there, we don't know how many deaths, they do confirm, uh, their Twitter account is confirming there were deaths, but we don't know. Um, any minute, you know, it's any time now a press conference is going to happen, and when that happens, we'll dip into it to try to get an update for all of the military folks here in San Antonio that are very concerned about this. That's uh, that's what's going on. Um, just to start the hour off, Sean, back to what's got Nashville for just a second. Just touch on Nashville sec, sec here because when I called you yesterday to check up on you, I, I was uh, hearing from Lars Larson. He was doing his show, and he was texting me, and we were talking about these brave warriors, these police officers, who were completely the opposite of Uvalde and what happened there, where those guys hid out down around the corner because they were afraid, uh, and they admitted that. They said that. That's not my words. That there, that's theirs. The cops that went in in Nashville, they were textbook. They did exactly what you do. You go, you find the threat, and you and I were talking about this. You neutralize the threat as quickly as possible. You don't go in and say, hi, how's your day going? You doing okay? Everything fine? No. You go in, bam, 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 get away from the gun, bam, 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 some more. And their names are, and I I just want to call their names because I think that they deserve the fame out of this. Not, I have yet to mention her name, and I will not. I don't name the names of these shooters. Um... Uh, one officer, his last name is Colazzo, was born and raised in Nashville, joined the Marines, hoorah, out of high school, and also served as a SWAT team paramedic. Uh, he helped win in 2020, and you and I were on the air talking about this, when Anthony Quinn Warner on Christmas Day blew up that bomb in downtown Nashville. And he was there and saved a lot of lives by going in as a paramedic and a former Marine and, of course, a current law enforcement officer up there. The next is uh, is Officer Engelbert, a four-year police department veteran. And last week, just last week, he got a department commendation for precision policing in a, in, in a big meth and fentanyl bust uh, there in, in Nashville. So these guys, you know, while you're never used to the, the, the fog of war and the fight that goes on on the streets in America, these guys knew it, and they took the fight to this killer and ended her life before she could kill some more people. And I think instead of hiding that video like some news organizations are doing, I think they ought to be playing it, playing the uncensored version. We're all adults. If you don't want to see it, don't watch it. But it ought to be a training video as well. Great work, guys. Great work. Yeah, I, I said that early on. It's like you see these guys, and they're just they're pushing forward, pushing forward, pushing forward. Uh, and uh, and as we mentioned, I think yesterday, the, these weren't veterans. These were younger guys. You know, the, these were young guys who knew they had to have known inside their heads that they may not make it out of there. Didn't matter. They just kept pushing forward, kept, uh, pushing forward, pushing forward. It was it was. Uh, magnificent, really, and, and saved countless lives because this piece of crap that opened up on these kids, uh, she was loaded, man. She was loaded for bear. Uh, there was all kinds of people that would have lost their lives had it not been for these uh, these brave uh, law enforcement officers. You know, and I and and I so I agree with everything you're saying. You know, uh, the, you uh, that ought to be a training video. You know, on on how to how to how to do this stuff. I you know I don't know if you were watching uh, the Mayorkas uh, uh, hearings yesterday, but one of the things that's come out of Nashville, and I, I mentioned this yesterday, uh, there used to be at least uh, some kind of a grace period. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. When something like this would happen, uh-huh. and the politics would kick in, and the usual suspects would start screaming about gun laws and blah blah blah, that grace period is gone right i mean it's it as soon as something the the i hate to say the powder ain't even 
dry yet, or the, or the you know the, the smoke hasn't even cleared yet, and and they're front and center. More gun laws, more gun laws, more gun laws. And John Kennedy, before in a very bizarre moment, he patted Mayorkas on the back and shook his hand and thanked him for being there. Asked him to because they one of the things coming out of Nashville is got to ban assault weapons. We're hearing that more, right? Mm-hmm. Asked the head, the Secretary of of Homeland Security, who supports banning assault weapons, can you define an assault weapon? And he wouldn't do it, or he couldn't do it. He deferred to a highly uh, obscure uh, idea of assault weapons from several years before, but he himself could not explain in his own words what an assault weapon is. And the thing is, and you know this, Trey, no one can. Because it doesn't exist. Nope. It exist. does not freaking exist. And it doesn't matter what, what Geraldo says, AR doesn't stand for assault rifle. It stands no, it for does not. Armalite, which was the brand, the manufacturer who began making it. They sold it to Colt, but it, it was Armalite rifle. It's a rifle, and it should be referred to as a rifle. In fact, that's what I call it. I don't ever, yeah. Just like I don't call the names of these people who do this stuff, I don't say, I never say assault weapon because that's. That's fake. It's it's a political term meant to scare people because the fascists want to disarm us. And they can go to hell. <laughs> They're not going to happen with this boy. Um, we're getting word now it's it's nine nine soldiers who died in that oh, no. uh, in this helicopter crash and maybe some more that are injured. So that's the word we're getting. As soon as we hear more, we'll, uh, we'll get that to you. Real quick before the break, I got a text here for us. And the text from Aaron says, who is the recording y'all always play that says... I'll call you back later. I have to help these guys out. <laughs> it's a song I found several years ago. We were using Welcome to the Jungle when we first started wearing Rhyme, which right. is which is appropriate. That's an appropriate song for us. Right. But I found I was I was messing around with Billy Gibbons stuff one day and I came across the song. Rodney Crowell wrote it and he's singing it and and Billy's playing guitar and when they set up to do it, the song is called if anybody wants to know, it's it's called Fifty Nine Fury. 50, is it 58 or 59 Fury? Anyway, it's one or the other, 58 or 59 Fury. And while they were getting ready to record the song, Billy's actual phone rang. That's <laughs> Billy's actual Billy Gibbons' actual phone. And he answered it and said, I'll have to call you back. i got to help these guys out. And they left it in. They put it in the song, and that's what you hear. That's what we start our show with every hour. It's a good. It's a great theme for the show. It really is. I like yeah, it. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's very cool. All right, I got to get a word in for noblegoldinvestments.com, noblegoldinvestments.com. You really have to make sure that you have some diversification in your portfolio. It's muy importante that you have diversification, which means you spread it around. Get, get that real estate I tell you about, okay? And if you have stocks, all right, make sure those are really diversified. You know all that stuff, you know, money markets and all that kind of stuff. But you really want some stable diversification in there as well, something that in the time of crisis and uncertainty increases in value, and that's what you see with gold. It's always been that way. My daddy always told me, son, make sure you got some gold in your hand, not gold stocks, but gold in your hand that you're hanging on to that you can actually access, and Noble Gold Investments will talk with you about that. They'll talk with you about what's right for you and explain to you the ups and downs, the, the upside and the downside of owning gold and why most people who have a diversified portfolio and who spread it around for safety and security, they have gold in their hands. NobleGoldInvestments.com. Use your promo code WARE, W-A-R-E. 
A few showers around today, about 80 for the high. Warm and humid tomorrow at 90. And then sunny at 85 on Saturday at 62 now at KTSA. Good morning on 1604 Westbound. Jeff. And online at KTSA.com. Hey, we get texts here at 210-599-5555. And this one says, my best friend's son is at Fort Campbell. We need to be in prayer for the families of those who were injured and killed. They're a strong community there. Amen for that. All right, it's 820. What's going on? Um, well, yeah, I, you know, I, we're looking at one of the things we're hearing is that this manifesto by this chick is going to be released at some point, uh, today. Uh, I'm not normally one who wants to read that sort of stuff, you know, because I figure it's just some murdering SOB. What do I care what's in their head? But I am curious about this one mm-hmm. and I'm curious about it because we're already hearing stuff from folks in law enforcement who have seen it that, you know, there is probably some kind of uh political motive or tranny type you know mm-hmm. motivation uh somebody was didn't feel like somebody got their pronouns right or or they felt uh you know oppressed by christians or something like that and i'm reading a story i i, I want to lighten it up a bit uh, sure. in regards to that i'm re- reading a story about a pokemon competition oh my do, you, God. do you know anything about poke my uh, wife and my uh, son uh, uh, are pokemon people oh yeah okay yeah. uh you know they they do this when they go out and around they it's you know it's all virtual or these you catch these little creatures or whatever <laughs> and so this kid i say he's a kid he's probably a grown-ass adult i don't know how old he is but the doesn't say guy, in the story story doesn't it say. doesn't yeah. say in the story no. but this guy is uh is uh in charlotte and he's uh, competing in some kind of Pokemon thing. And they have judges, Trey. They have judges, That's which right. I assume are like referees or something. This was on a stage. This was a stage. On a stage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, a, and a judge uh, asked him what his preferred pronoun was. Right. Uh, and the kid got nervous, he said. And he said, oh, he, him. And he kind of laughed a little, just mm. chuckled. Got a nervous he laugh. He said out of nerves. He mm. said, you know, I was nervous. Everybody's looking at me, and I'm nervous. And uh, I think he was asked twice, you know, about his pronoun. And he, he kind of chuckled both times. And the judge apparently uh, said, okay, just wanted to check to be safe. I go by they, them, so don't be a jerk about it. And the guy was kicked out of a freaking Pokemon competition. Right. Because he chuckled nervously when asked about his stinking pronoun. I mean, he was let out the door. The judge, the head judge. He was judge let out the door. Took him yes. and let him out the door. Mm-hmm. And a Pokemon. First off, you're all a bunch of stinking nerds. Can we just, you know, let's, let's have a baseline comment right here. And I, I'd say this to my wife and to my son if they look, you know, ask me my opinion. You, you, you're playing a trading card game. It's Pokemon. You're grown-ass adults. You're nerds. Be, be happy in your nerdness. But secondly, this idea that somehow a non-community, which never really existed before this moment, called the trans community, somehow they are so freaking fragile of spirit and personality and character that the, the rest of us are, are responsible for their validation in all things. These are people that say they want to be left alone, but baby, if you screw up their pronoun, you're a hater, you're an oppressor, you're phobic, you're 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 a horrible, horrible human being. And I think, especially with Nashville, I think a lot of people who uh, uh, were maybe kind of just you know maybe ignoring this whole thing, the whole trans trip right now, are suddenly paying a whole hell of a lot of attention.
Well, you can't ignore it. You can't ignore nope. it at this point. Nope. And it's it's beyond surreal, and it's beyond stupid. Here's frankly. what here's what happens, uh, and the, these terms are inter- interchangeable. I went through this at five this morning. The the communists, socialists, fascists—they're all in- interchangeable term. What they do is they use people who are not of sound mind. And if you're uh, if you believe in this transgender stuff, you're not of sound mind, okay? <laughs> Those of us who are of sound mind, we know you cannot change. It's a biological fact. You cannot right. change your gender. No more than, I, and, I mean, I could sit here, and we could sit here and say the sun right now is coming up in the west, and it's going to traverse the sky. It's going to set in the east. That doesn't make it true. <laughs> and there's it's a biological, there's nothing we can do right. to change that fact. It is a fact. And for the party that told us for 3 years we have to follow the science, now are telling yeah. us ignore the science, ignore reality, ignore the truth and I can choose what I am and you can't all the way down to the molecular level. You cannot change what your sex is so you you are deciding you're making a choice to live in a world that's not real which means you're not of sound mind i'm not being hateful and i'm not being transphobic i'm not afraid of anybody but you and i both have said if you're over 21 and you want to lop stuff off or have boobs put in (laughs) or wear mascara you know what you're over 21 it's america have at it but here's the problem and you and i talked about this yesterday when we talked on the phone the the trans side of this and the media in America have flipped this script and she's the victim of some oh, yeah. sort of crime that's going on and they got this day of rage coming up this day of vengeance and right here in their thing it says stop trans genocide where's oh, that going on? on where is that where going the hell on? is that happening right. there's no freaking genocide right. going on how many go christians visit a have freaking country people this is go, ridiculous i tell you what you want to see a genocide christians are being greased all the way all the way around the world right now right you want to yeah. actually talk about genocide you could find it all right but it ain't happening here it ain't happening to you you know I'm, it, I'm it's so, ridiculous in fact you know what if you're trans you ought to be loving life right now because you wield so much influence <laughs> yeah. for whatever bizarre reasons right you 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 know you you got it made right now man well, so you know, shut up. So here's where it comes. <laughs> but here's, sit down and shut up. But here's where it comes I'm so from. Sick of it all. P- people need to understand the origins of this. This thing, this day of vengeance, was put together by Antifa. Antifa right. is the most uh, Marxist group in America today. They're pushing Marxism. So what happens is, the Marxist, communist, socialist, whatever, fascist, they find people who are not of sound mind. They whip them up. And I've been through all the videos online, Sean, of them with the bullhorn screaming at trans people. Christians are killing you. Christians are murdering oh, you everywhere. God. Christians are killing you and murdering And they're doing that, and they're whipping them up. So they found one nut job, okay, because she had mental issues. Uh, they found her in, in Tennessee to do this. They had a spokesperson there ready to speak out oh, yeah. on behalf, and we played the sound over and over again. So what's happening here is, and they do this all the time, they're, they're, they're doing this revolution of America, the communist revolution, and it's working now through whoever they can find who will carry out their orders, and this is what they do. They find people who are a little bit shaky, they whip them up into a frenzy, and they go out and do this all to take guns away. All to take guns. Well, this sure. Is you, guns. You, in, other, in other words, you trannies are being used. Yes. And you don't even freaking realize That's it. That's right. You know They're what I mean? being You're used. totally being used. You know, and, and this idea that people who are reacting with horror at a 28-year-old woman gunning down 9-year-olds 
are somehow contributing to her oppression and the oppression of transgendered people is a sick joke, man. You want to impress me? I want to hear a, a concerted voice from the trans community condemning these murders. And, and you're not hearing that. You're, and, and, and explain to me, because one of the things you're hearing is that, what, she didn't have a platform to be herself, and this was the only way she could be heard. If you're trans right now, they can't get enough TV cameras in front of you. They can't get enough microphones in front of your yapping mouth. With, with your trans issues, your freaking pronouns, you're center stage right now. So don't give me this crap that trannies somehow don't have a voice anywhere. There are entire freaking channels on cable and satellite that are devoted to nothing but trans content. And here's, Give me a break. And here's what's so sick about it is everything that we're saying is the truth, right? We're speaking the truth, but we will be called transphobic. We will be called haters. I, we will be called awful. I don't care. Well, no, I understand. Yeah. But what they've done is they've, and, and with the help of ABC on our station and CNN over there and CBS over there, they've all flipped that script now. And we're the haters for what? What are we doing? We're speaking truth. We're saying what's reality. We're not saying that they are the ones who are saying the sun's coming up in the West. Not us. For me, the sun's coming up in the east always has, always will. Unless unless God decides for it to come up in the west. And that's what they can't stand. Tucker's been talking about this. Yeah. This is an anti-Christian movement because these people, in, in some weird, twisted, sick way, believe that they are God. And they decide what they are as far as their gender is concerned. And they can't stand anybody like you and me to tell them they're not God. Well, you know what? You're not God. You're not. Well, and neither am I. If you can't, if you can't <laughs> handle any kind of criticism or any kind of counter opinion to your world view, okay, then you're the one with the insecurities in the room. All right. Now, if you're if you're a secure human being and you're just being you now, and you finally release the person that's trapped inside of you, who gives a crap what somebody else's pronoun or whether they use the right or incorrect pronoun in regards to you? You should be you know steady enough in whatever choices you've made to weather that crap. But it's yeah. the exact opposite. Yeah. You can't blink at a trans person right now without being called a hater or right. a phobe or, or something. Right. Um, it's a joke, man. That's right. Now, you and I got to talk about our friends up at River City Oral Surgery because we actually know somebody, we won't say names, we know somebody who's going through the process right now of getting yes. implants, dental implants. And with River City Oral Surgery, Dr. Mark Habercorn, he's simply the best anywhere. If you're tired of tooth pain, and this person that I love very much is going through this, uh, he w he was just tired of the tooth pain and said, "I got to get, I got to do something about it." So he's going through the process with Doctor Habercorn right now. And Sean, it's been a fantastic process. He can't wait to have his new dental implants in. Look, you know, I, I I've told this story a few times, uh, uh, and our friends experiencing this as well. That you know, I took my elderly elderly mom to see Doctor Mark. You know, many years ago, my mom hated doctors but she loved dr mark habercorn he has a great nature he's a caring guy and he cares about transparency which is why he bundles all his pricing there's no financial surprises when you when you go to river city oral surgery all the prices are listed on the website they'll even give you the prices over the phone so make an appointment today you do not need a referral just call them up 210-778-0002 or look them up online at rivercityoms.com my name is Rochelle, a registered nurse for the past 25 years.